Hey, it's Casey Cheshire from EO Boston. It's an honor for my team at Ringmaster to partner with EO Atlanta to produce this great podcast. If you're interested in an experience share around what it takes to launch a podcast, how to be a better host, or a great guest, shoot me an email at casey at ringmaster.com. And now back to the show. Entrepreneurship is hard. So let's fix that and dive into our hero's journeys. This is Taking Flight, an entrepreneur's journey, and I'm Sarah Torville. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of those already in flight. This show is sponsored by EO Atlanta. Hello and welcome to our EO Atlanta Taking Flight podcast. And it's going to be a very another very, very exciting episode today. She's an award-winning immigration lawyer. She's intelligent caring, personable, and very passionate about her work. Her work ethic and attention to detail wins cases and goes above and beyond for her clients. She's the managing member at Garvish Immigration Law Group, and she is disrupting the law firm space by creating the happiest law firm in America. Wow. Elizabeth Garvish, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Sarah. So good to be here. I appreciate it. Yes, and I'm loving your backdrop, the chair, the picture. Thank you. It looks all very, very artistic. I love fashion and design. Um, I'm a lawyer, but I don't know. There's something there. There's like creativity in my blood. There is. I can tell, and and from knowing you, I definitely can see that. So, well, let's let's jump right in today, Elizabeth. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, um, obviously about your entrepreneurial journey, but what did you get right when you took your first flight? So I was thinking about this question, um, and I think the very decision to leave a bad place, to face my fear, and to follow my heart, to try something new, to walk into the unknown. And I think a lot of people walk through their lives, and they are never able to face that fear. They stay living in the past. Mm -hmm. They stay living in that comfort zone. They stay living in the programming of what they learned. In law school, we learned, hey, you need to be in the big corner office. Mm -hmm. Big law firm, that's where you got to go. Pound it into you. This is how it works as a lawyer. You are nothing if you're not here. And that's what we heard in law school. We're programmed really hard. I mean, look around, um, watch a Netflix show. It's all there and it's been going on for decades. But you know what? There is something different in the law space. And I think um, taking that first step to change because you're unhappy, you feel something's not right. We have to listen to our hearts and take that first step. And I think take flight. I mean, get off the ground. And that for me, I thought about this for a long time before I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was 12 years ago. And it was actually so many steps. It wasn't just one step. No. It was probably I took off. I I like crashed. I took off. I crashed. <laughs> I was scared to take off. So I like boarded, you know? Yeah. So it was that really taking that first step. I mean, okay. holding your fear as a security blanket and walking forward. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Okay. So it's really kind of very an emotional element around um, just wanting to push, yeah, push forward and, and don't be scared about what could be in front of you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Joe Dispenza, but he says, the generous present moment and the present moment is so unknown. It's so scary for some people, but it's so yeah. giving you stay yeah. in the 
present. We don't know. I'm right here with you. Yeah. It's going to happen. We don't know. No. Miracles. Amazing things. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love that. Wow. What a way to start off our podcast today with such inspiration. So, so along your journey, um, Elizabeth, have there been any kind of significant co-pilots for you? Um, or, or maybe they're not around anymore. Maybe they helped you at the very beginning. You know, I have, I started this law firm um, with my now most senior attorney. And we also had another attorney that broke off with us. And we moved, you know, we basically left another law firm and started this law firm, which is actually another name. Um, and that co-pilot, Nadia Deans Colada, she's still with me, um, you know, through a student visa at Emory to an H-1B visa, to getting your own green card, to being a citizen, to having your own babies. And like, we've been through this journey together. And it's like, I get choked up about it. Um, We had another person along with us and she didn't share our values Mm -hmm. that we had not really defined yet, but she did not share the core values. And it was so obvious that I didn't even know about that until I really walked into my accelerator class and I read some books about, oh, culture and values. But she didn't last long because we weren't on the same path. And, and I, I tell my team now, I'm like, listen, we're doing something special in the world. And it takes a special person that has, you know, that is really locked into our mission. And not everybody is. And not everybody, you know, wants to do this or is able to do what we're doing. So I think um, I can give kudos to Nadia, who's still by my side. I hope she yeah. never leaves. Yes, that's and how long has Nadia been with you for? She's um, I mean, gosh, I mean, 17 years, 15 years. I don't know for when we started, you know, and then when she was like a student at Emory. Yeah. And um, and that was way before we started this law firm, and we'll be we're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I love to hear that. So is there a challenge, something? There's always a challenge, as we know. Every entrepreneur is dealing with challenges, multiple challenges normally at the same time. But is there something specific you can share with our listeners around a challenge you've had to solve recently? I really want to kind of dig into like, what was that challenge and and how did you solve it? I've got a great one. Mm -hmm. Because every day, and this is just one example, but every single day, we are, I, I took some notes on this and I've got like a little thing I want to share with you and it's like numbered, but um, so we're kind of walking around the world actually, you know, facing people, their emotions, their fear, their reactions. It's heightened in a law practice. So um, they hire us to do something for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, This immigration system we have in the United States, it's broken. It's broken. It does not serve U.S. employers. It does not um, serve U.S. citizens. It does not help our country in any way. Um, It it actually, um, it's just one big mess, honestly. Like, um, this is what we have to work with. Congress is not acting to create any any reform that's meaningful um, because they're stuck in the past, basically, and fighting over something that, really creating realities and that, that don't exist, but we're on the ground. We know what's happening. We, I mean, we see, um, you know, the lottery systems and, um, the employers are like, I need workers. I'm dying. Um, you know, and so 
we have some amazing immigrants that are here and I'm in, I'm in this healthcare niche and we've got a lot of extraordinary ability aliens, but sometimes even the most put together, you know, well-credentialed, well-educated, highly trained, very successful person might lose it. And you'd be surprised. We're in this partnership and this connection and they, they're like, I've been working towards some type of security in the United States for years, maybe even decades. And I have so many clients like this. They are serving in the healthcare space, especially mm-hmm. they're serving during the pandemic. They are, um, you know, treating our people. They're taking their lives into their own hands to serve us. And we can't even give them permanent status so they can feel secure and raise their families and have a life here. We're putting them in a waiting list. Like we get like, basically they're doing so much for us and, and they're not, and we're doing nothing for them. So I had an, an incident recently, like, you know, something went wrong in, in someone's case. And this is like a wonderful, lovely man. Um, very, very, very highly educated, like professional person. He lost it one day and I was right there in front of him. So, and this is not the first time it's happened. You know, like there's been, you know, you're incompetent. You can't do this. You're, you ruined my life Um, or things like that. And I'm just like, okay, there's steps. Now this is a moment where we could all go back to our base instinct and we could say, okay, how dare you? Let me call your supervisor. Let's fight, you know, fight, fight or freeze. We could do that. That's kind of what our body wants those adrenaline levels and wants to gather and fight. But that's not how what's going to solve the problem. That's not what's going to create what results, what we need in the world. So that's what I call practicing law with love. Mm-hmm. And so this is, first of all, knowing that it's not about me. And this is like an excellent time for me to message and model behavior for my team because these things are happening. I mean, you know, oh, my lawyer, oh, you know, so occasionally we're loved. We're very loved, but, you know, people are highly emotional and I do not blame them. Frustrated. Yeah. Um, it's never about me or my team. Fear, frustration, anger. People are coming from a place that has to do with them. So we don't need to be like, oh, I'm going to take this environmental stressor, this person, place, event, or occurrence, and put that on me. So the next thing you need to do, I, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls a refractory period. How long am I going to kind of let this bother me? Oh, that was, whoa, that was bad. I mean, it could be 30 seconds, could be one minute. Some people let something that someone said to them bother them for 38 years or the rest of their life, you know? But we have that refractory period. So let's say we're going to just let us let this bother us for like one minute. So in this case, I was like, after I got this upsetting phone call, I guess we weren't working fast enough. Um, you know, it was just too much for him. And um, I'm like, all right, this isn't about me. Let me get the team. Let's figure out how we're going to resolve this. For me, from an emotional standpoint, I've got it. Once I know it's not about me, well, I can easily forgive this person, send love to this person. Don't react, send love. And then come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. 
And this plan, I'm looking at my notes because I've got, I've got nine steps here. Um, <laughs> come up with a plan that's not, not based in fear. Yeah. Not based in the worst case scenario, but based in possibility, based in creation, based in the unknown. And I mean, if you want to call it miracles, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe this person would be eligible for any benefit that we applied for, but it's the timing and the processing that's getting us back. And then the second thing that we need to do, we've got our plan in place. And I, for this guy was like, all right, you know what? We had a bump in the road. He's getting this green card. I'm, I'm going to say two months, two and a half months from now, he's going to have this green card. Right. And, and then he's going to, and, but you know what? I'm not, I'm going to forgive. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to get into action. The team is mobilized. We've got a plan. We didn't call the supervisor. We didn't go crazy. Um, We surrendered, I say this, to the certainty. Okay. We let go. We believed. I I always say also, I am 100% sure dot, dot, dot. Because the thoughts that I put into my brain, I'm 100% sure you're going to have your green card. I'm 100% sure that, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, whatever the next thing, uh, my soulmate will arrive any day now. I'm 100% sure he's on his way. You know, things like that. I'm 100% sure I'm not coming from a place of worry, fear, desperation, lack. I'm coming from a place of certainty. I don't know the timing. It's unknown. Yeah. But I know we have the tools to get this done. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I'm putting my energy there and my team is putting my energy there, there's always, it's quantum physics. You're vibrating high enough, believing, you're feeling, you're looking for miracles. The possible, you know, there's a place and a vibration and a frequency where that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. And so with this guy, I mean, I say the next step is just believe and then sit back and create. Right. And it can be effortless. With this guy, we basically just, you know, we filed his case, like got it ready. He actually, when I reacted with love, and I do this over and over again, this is just one kind of example, but I do this with clients all the time. When I react with love, I do it with immigration officers because I get, you know, we get this, you know, when you you get this rush of energy. Right. Negative, it's like it, it bowls you over. It makes you a little discombobulated. Mm-hmm. You send love back. Mm-hmm. They can't fight with you. I mean, yeah. they can't. They don't even know what happens. Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I love you, and <laughs> I my heart. And they're like, they're like, I see a change happening. The energies change. Yeah. But you know how much effort that took me. Nothing, and yeah. I, I enjoyed it. So it can be effortless, but. With this client, I mean, literally, we got his immigrant visa approved in four days. Right. That was two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, the world looked like it was ending three weeks ago. And the world looks a lot different right now. Yeah. And that's because how we thought about this, mm-hmm. how we didn't react as yeah. an animal tiger chasing us. Yeah. But love out there. People right. are like, oh, I don't want to talk about love. That's so crazy. What are you doing? No, love will heal everything mm-hmm. in a law practice, in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit back and be like, oh, that's not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it is the only thing that's appropriate. Right. When you have people like, you know, shooting people in doctors' offices mm-hmm. and schools being locked down, you we need love. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start here where I can one immigrant at a time. Yeah. Okay. So a term that we use in my company, which is similar to what you're saying, I think you've taken it a step further is when we, you know, when we get an upset client for any reason is say, you know what, we're going to kill them with kindness. Yes. Yeah. You, you kill them with love, which you've gone a step further than me, but I do like doing that. And I agree. It's like when you don't retaliate, but actually you come back with warmth and you put that smile on your face and you envision this amazing outcome. They can feel that and something, you're right, a vibration happens somewhere. And I love doing that. I think that makes us better people, doesn't it? If we can not go back and retaliate, we can actually go back with a warm heart because no one is expecting that. No. And, you know, they don't even know what hit them. <laughs> I mean, it's our little secret. And, and you know, it's, it happens over and over again. We had we had someone just, I mean, just upset. They're just, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Get it, you well, know? Especially with what you're dealing with. I mean, these yeah. are, I mean, my, what I'm dealing with is, is business growth. What you're dealing with is like humanity. Yeah. I mean, someone like just got mad and wrote us this two-star review and, you know, like we're glorified yeah. secretaries and, oh, nice. Client, you know, yeah. he's our current client. We're like, we've been doing a lot of pushing and going. And, you know, I understand there was an issue like someone right. was stuck in Russia and, but you know what? He loves us now. And <laughs> it only so took like one phone call with right. him. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take it. He was like, okay, we'll take that review down. And I didn't even ask him. He just said it. And then we went on to like the green cards already approved. Right. Thing. You know, it was his wife. And yeah. But he was, I, I was like, gosh, I cannot, I'm not imagining how you're feeling. I bet separated from your spouse. And I yeah. bet that feels really bad. And, you know, we want that. And I, I always tell my clients in consults, we want this probably more than you do. Yeah. And if they know that and there's like a partnership and a trust. Yeah, they feel like you're on their side. Yeah. I mean, we're winning trust all the time. I mean, it's, it's kind of, oh, gosh, you got to do it again because somebody's like, you know, the government. Yes. We, we have government agencies that literally conspire. Yeah. Find ways to deny cases. So we're like, okay, so we got to be, we got to use our law training in a certain way, but I refuse yeah to be the pessimist that they wanted me to be in law school. Yeah. And I won't do it, but I will compartmentalize that. I, I tell my clients in consoles, I'll get negative. This is the most negative you're going to ever see me, but you have to know what you're walking into and how this journey is going to be. And yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but this is the last time that I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. But we're, here's what we have done and we have gone through. And here's yeah. how, do you want to trust me? Do you want to be my partner in this journey? Yeah. And I think I started to memorialize that. We're still kind of working on that. We're just going to share that kind of credo with our clients because um, they just need to be informed. They need to know how to the level that we care, Mm -hmm. you know? No, I agree. That's wonderful. That's wonderful advice for people. So different. And it's, it's great. Like so emotional, but easy to do. Anyone, anyone can take that approach in whatever business they're in. So I I love that. Yeah, I know. I have my my kids are up to bat, you know, at the baseball game. I'm like, I love that bat. Let's hit a home run. I just like, I just close my eyes. I send that energy out to them. I'm crazy. I know, but it's like, you know what? I'm in my own little experiment. And, yeah. And like, why not? It's it literally takes nothing. And you yeah, know, when I raise my energy, how I feel, we do it through meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel amazing, mm-hmm. and I want to walk around. And I talk about this. 
I talk about this idea of I mean, everyone's talking about, oh, gratitude. Oh, do your journal. No, I mean, it's that. But if I could, if I could like describe it, I mean, the world's coming at you, man. Yeah. You could be in this bubble, floating and endless gratitude mm -hmm. throughout life. Your armor is that bubble against every environmental thing. Yeah. Outside environment should not control your inner joy. And this is what I'm trying to teach my kids. Right. But we are like, and I call it the ragdoll effect. You know, your child comes home from school and they're like, I had a bad day because yeah. Johnny didn't talk to me. Or I'm like, yeah. you're in control of your day. Johnny has nothing yeah. to do with it. You know, you're a ragdoll. Oh, I had a great day because no. Yeah, you you're right. You should be. Yeah, you, that's a, you raise a very good point. And, and it reminds me of the, my husband's very much like that with our children. It's like, you know, every, most mornings he sends them a message reminding them that the day ahead of them is is theirs to control how they want to control it. Right. Because it's very easy to allow anyone to impact your feelings. Yeah. And I mean, I yeah. think just mine, mine are little, but, you know, we're still like, we we do meditation every day. Like I, this is something we can, they ask for it. Like this is something that we can do in our lives. Right. We're trying to start kind of, we're getting this going in the law firm. We're getting yeah. like some of these tools, um, neural change solutions. I just did a training, a Joe Dispenza training for the corporate training called neural change solutions, um, which was really interesting. And it wasn't as, as crazy as the retreats where you were really changing your energy and really creating, um, but I mean, I thought last night, even my, my son was like, start that meditation over. Okay, cool. That's great that he's doing it. It's great that you got yeah, your Yeah, I mean, we all just, I just, it's not like, oh, they're doing it perfectly or anything, but they're every day. This is something that we do. I think with kids, yeah. it's just messaging and modeling. Yeah. Messaging and modeling. And like for the team as well. Okay, someone, this happened at the office. Oh, Elizabeth did that and that. And this is the result. Yeah. Rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The happiest law firm in America. Mm -hmm. That's practicing law with love. Yeah. yeah. It's little things that you can't see or touch and, and feel. And I say, like, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, the gratitude piece or like that energy piece. And we could all float in endless gratitude in this bubble where we're really focusing more on what we're thankful for and the celebrations. Cause I feel like, I mean, I'm, I do this thing, this kind of, it's called metacognition now I'm, as I'm growing and I watch myself like outside myself and I'm like, right. how did I react? How did I want to react? How did my body, my body wanted something like yeah. it wanted that fix of like, you know, and how did I kind of stop it? What was I thinking? And yeah. how do I make a change in my thoughts and, you know, to, to do some, to make something else happen, to create a happier life. You know, to create a happier workplace, to, you know, to just, I, I said, we only have that present moment, you know, yeah. we want to make the best of it. Yeah, um, I agree. So I feel like, you know, I'm constantly kind of analyzing who I was, but I, that wasn't who I was before. I was a victim of my environment for mm -hmm. years, for my whole life, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of us are. And I'm, until we kind of figure out, wow, we don't have to be. Yeah, we can change things. We can control them. Very good. So um, I know that you are a reader, I know that, and I know you go on these amazing trips. I know you told me about things where you do meditate, and I think you're quite spiritual, which I love. Um, is there a favorite book right now that you want to share that maybe has helped you on this journey? 
I mean, I just, there's so many books, but um, I, my favorite, this book, I buy copies of it and just give it to people. Right. I just, I think I gave all the, I like ordered like three because it's Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life. How to Heal Your Life. How to Heal Your Life. It's old. It's old school. And you know what? It's, I learned, I learned to forgive. She says, forgive, love, let go. And And that's Louise Hay, did you say? Louise Hay. Yeah. She's kind of the founder of this mindset and energy and, you know, thoughts can heal our body. Okay. Um, but it's it's an old book, but it's a goodie. And I think, you know, as I come up with this philosophy on, you know, here's one way we practice law with love. Well, forgiveness is a big thing. And I was watching Ted Lasso. I don't want to give away the episode, but something <laughs> happened. And like the Nigerian dad of Sam, um, if anybody watches that show, I do. really bad happened, you know? And then he's like, son, he's so mad. And he's like, forgive him. Like, I was like, oh. <gasps> What? I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I would say. Forgive them. Yeah. Forgive. Yeah. That's your gift to yourself too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really good. Thank you. So what excites you about your future flight? Where are you heading? So um, I am really excited about the growth, what we're going to have. Mm-hmm. We can serve more people in this meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And getting results better. I have this mission to share my journey um, to create the happiest law firm in America. So I have I have a law firm. This is one big experiment right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm doing it this way and yeah. this way and this way and this way. You're doing it that way, that way, and that way. Can I have the same results? Right. Like in one year, two years, five years? How yeah. How is this going to be different? And and then I want to I want to tell that story and this journey okay. um, to how I did it different and steps that I took and the mm-hmm. little pieces and parts of that and how I my revenue is yeah. ridiculously high. My team is happy. I'm you know all the results and I'm and I'm a hundred percent sure that it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I'm writing a book. And I want to okay. speak more about this as well. Um, what are you writing a book on? Are you able to share so that? It is, I, you know, I have a coach that I'm working with and it's, it's about how I'm creating the happiest law firm in America and the tools to create a happier workplace, a happier life, mm-hmm. a happier moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if we could all go through, I think we're so focused on, and especially as entrepreneurs, we're very focused on when I get here, when yeah. I reach this revenue, I'll be, yeah. Oh, what? When we reach that, we would have, and I, and I kind of put this in the immigration context because I have one set of clients who's, I'm like, you know, we're going to get, I'm 100% sure we'll get to that point, your green card. And I have another set that they're with me. They're like, they're in it. They're enjoying their life because I say, enjoy every, just enjoy your life. And one day you're going to wake up with your green card. So I have those people. And then I've got the other people that are like, we're like so close. We've gotten through so many things. And they're like, it's over. We wasted our money. We, you know, I have, I'm, we're all on antidepressants. We can't, you know, but they've suffered and agonized that whole time. And, you know, don't give up your life for a win. No. An event like the present moment. 
is so important, even if you don't have what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the formula to kind of creating a life you want, the future you want is to love the life you're in mm-hmm. and not even care if you don't get what you want. Right. Just be so okay and happy mm-hmm. in this moment. And then that's when you're ripe to create your wildest dreams. So I say, love your life and go on, go, go all in for your dreams. I love that. Fantastic advice you are providing. Um, I'd love to know a, a little bit about, I know obviously you are, I understand you have a law firm. It's the happiest law firm in America and you're helping with immigration, but talk to me a little bit about the impact that you think you make on people. I hope that I impact every single person I come into contact with them because every single person to me is the most important person that I, if I'm like right now, Sarah, you're the most important person in my life. I appreciate that. Because I am here with you. I'm grateful and I'm connecting and I hope that I can do that. Even if I have a consult and no one hires me or I have a meeting, I want to be present and I want to connect. Yeah. But in the bigger scheme and that, you know, I hear a lot from clients, I, you know, they may come to me and they had another lawyer and I'm like, well, who's your lawyer? Who is your lawyer? I might know them. They're like, oh, I can't remember. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you don't want to be that. Remember me. Yeah. Yeah. Or I hope so. I mean, yeah. if you don't, I won't care. But, um, and then the, in the bigger scheme of things, like when we moved 12 years ago and like, that was when we had paper files, we're paperless now, but right. amount of files the number of people that I touched, like in my career, yeah, far the number of like principal applicants and family members, and then the jobs that they're doing, and the number of people they touch, like um, I'm truly creating a better America through immigration. Yeah, yeah. Um, my clients, great, are amazing. Yeah, and I have some EO clients. I have yeah. some very extraordinary, amazing international entrepreneurs I'm representing, and of course the doctors and the medical professionals mm-hmm. and. I mean, they're just, they're changing our world. Why are we shutting our door? Yeah. Why? Why aren't we welcoming these people? Why are, I, I just, I don't quite get it. Yeah. And I know, I know because they're, con- everyone is coming from a place of fear. Yeah. Programming, living in the past, scared someone's going to take from you. Um, I get it. I mean, those are human instincts, but that's not the reality. People are, I think, creating a reality that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to immigration. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. So I want to learn a little bit more about who you are, Elizabeth, like pre-flight. I know obviously you were, you, you studied law, which is incredible um, and hard work because I know my daughter's considering doing it and she's getting a little bit nervous about the, the amount of attention required for it. But t- tell, me, tell me some of the kind of pivotal milestones for you p- prior to setting up your own law firm. Um, you know, I mean, when I basically, I think it was this, I I've been in a journey of, I guess, I think this journey of letting go in so many facets of my life, mm-hmm. because we are, I mean, we are hardwired programmed. We know basically by the time we're teenagers or 20, I mean, it's really hard to like shake that programming. So, you know, 
our parents, our peers, our teachers, like everyone around us is telling us, you've got to do this. This is what you got to do, you know, all those things. And so this journey has been for me, just a journey of letting go. Right. And like pinnacle um, moment was really like, there was a final moment when I was like, I just don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to make this decision for me. Mm -hmm. It took me decades to get to that point. Yeah. So yes, I, I went to Johns Hopkins. I went to Tulane Law School. I did the thing. I took, you know, I'm a member of three bars. I've, I've won various awards. I've done all these things. I've, I've played the game, you know, um, but that wasn't making me happy. And just really right. realizing um, what my heart is calling for, how I want to spend every single moment of my life, um, the impact I want to make in the world. Um, I think that's, that's just, it's been this journey. And I mean, there's been so many pivotal points before, but all that outside stuff, even, I mean, I say, don't let your outside environment, like affect your inner joy. And it could be a bad thing that happens in the environment, but it could be a good thing. I mean, I just, you know, Oh, you got that award. Oh, they recognize you for that Elizabeth. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I didn't even have to do it. That's yeah. like, those are great things, but it's like, okay, that's great. But that's not like, you know, my life has changed because yeah. of it. So it's like, it goes both ways. So I feel like literally, I think this journey in like, in my life, I mean, it's a lot of outside things that, oh, that's great. You, that's cool. And this falling in love with myself mm -hmm. was the most amazing thing that I could do. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing, I'm still working on it. But that's the biggest gift I could give to myself. And I'm trying my hardest to make sure that my kids fall in love with themselves. Yeah. And I think that is, that's the key to everything. Yeah. God, you've just brought a tear to my eye. Um. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I am like, I, I drive in the car. I like, I want to be in that place of tears. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to think about something because that's where that's where we're vibrating high. That's where you're going to walk into a room and someone's going to be like, whoa, mm -hmm. not, you know, you know, when somebody's like, I, there's like, you know, someone walks in and it's like, dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> you <laughs> almost want to turn person. around and leave. Yeah. But, or else you could just be like, I'll be driving the car and I'll just think of something. And I'll just be like, you know, and I'm by myself. I'm just like, I get tears and I'm like, wow. loading it. I just think I'm what you said as well was so, I mean, making, um, anyone who's listening to this who has children, especially teenage children, and I have two teenage daughters, um, you know, helping a child fall in love with themselves is a really difficult thing to do in the world um, because of so many reasons that we all talk about all the time, which is social media and how do we raise daughters different to boys and how do we lift people up differently? There's so many, but um that's something I'm on a quest to solve and is how do I make my children fall in love with themselves? And you kind of think, I think when you're raising them that you're doing that and then something happens at the age of about 12 years of age and it kind of burns through to about 14, 15 and then you start to see an outcome of them not loving themselves. And it's like there's trying to figure out how you kind of then get them back to that stage where they used to love themselves. So, um, so yeah, sorry, you picked, you, it, you talked about something which is very meaningful to me and I'm trying to figure it out. Well, you know, I think 
we don't want to go back to the past. We're on this journey. And at, at points in the journey, there's going to be some rough roads, you know, yeah. I mean, 12 to 14, maybe yeah. rough, um, maybe 12 to 18. I don't know, you know, yeah. like, but we're not, we're not done. I'm a hundred percent sure that we're going to, we're going to end this journey and mm -hmm. we're going to not end, but we're going to, we're going to, you know, overcome these obstacles. We're yeah. going to get back and maybe not go back to the past. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to go back to who you were. I want you to walk. I mean, my daughter, my son, yeah. I want you to walk into a new life, mm -hmm. a new love for yourself. We have a chance every day Yeah, walk into a new life. Yeah. To love ourselves even more. We that's the great thing about our life. Every day yeah. we have a new chance. No, the past means nothing. Leave it behind. Yeah. And I and I know we I know we put so much pressure on our kids. I mean on ourselves. Yeah. When we're raising our we kids. And like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you know what? I just surrender to the certainties. Other <laughs> let go. Yeah. You know what? I imagine your daughters are, they're gonna figure it out. I'm sure they will. Sometimes we've got to sit back. And... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You can't, you, you, start, you, you get to learn that when they get to a certain age, you're like, you know what? You cannot keep putting the guardrails up either. You have to let them fly. Um, and maybe crash and burn and fall well, down. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, mean, take them back up. Yeah. Gone, you know, well, but I yeah. always think the best people I meet actually are the ones who have crashed and burned. Oh yeah. They are actually the, because they've learned to how to be humble and to appreciate where they are. Um, so those are my favorite people, you know, because that was me too. So if you keep working on yourself, you're just going to um, get better and better. That's everybody. But some people just aren't vulnerable and authentic about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, my client was like, you ruined my life. And then three, three weeks later, we're like, yeah, I got this approval. And he's like, what? Oh, yeah. But I'm and like, I love you. Yeah, I'm, love it. I don't think it had anything to do with me, honestly. And that's okay. You know, yeah. I just, I just need people to stick with me in this journey. It's like, yeah. as you walk through a journey, I mean, it could be immigration and people are like, okay, it seems possible. Great. And yeah. then there's like this one moment where it Riffle. seems a little yeah. less possible. Yeah. Then they just want to give up. Yeah. But that's the one thing about who we are and the happiest law firm. We're not ever giving up. Mm -hmm. We know how to create. We've got, we have this formula. Right. No. And like, okay, you put a bump in my road. That's all right. Yeah. Going over that or around it. Right. I'll find a way. What is your reason? You mentioned healthcare earlier. As it, it sounds like a very core vertical for you. What What was your reason for going into that vertical? Sorry, a complete shift in gear here. But I'm just um, you know, that just fell in my lap actually way back right. in the day. Um, I started. I guess we were representing um like a mental hospital in right. South Carolina. And then we started represent, representing those physicians. There's a different set of rules for immigrant physicians. Right. Um, they do have to do some different kinds of things. There's like unique um, stuff. They have to train and get these certificates. And they have, and sometimes they'll come on a visa for training that requires they go home for two years. So we have to get waivers. Right. And it's a lot to do with working and serving in underserved areas. And there, there's lots of different vehicles for physicians, but I love it. I yeah. represent um, several big, huge, big hospital systems, yeah. big um, uh, medical practices. So gastro or specialty practices yeah. that are really, really relying on foreign medical graduates or international yeah. medical yeah. graduates. All these doctors have trained here in the United States, um, some at like Yale, Emory, 
yeah. you know, like crazy doctors, like amazing. Um, but we've got to, got to get through that immigration maze for right. that. And so I think a lot of the employers know that there's a shortage of, of physicians. That's probably going to go on for the next, I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know how long, at least the next 25 years. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're in the heat of that. I mean, um, the foreign physicians and like we do medical technologists, um, employers like labs and hospitals and they're relying on this talent. Yeah. Yeah. They need it. They need you to help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both sides need you. So yes. which is great. Okay. Wonderful. So what do you do outside of work? Tell me a little bit about, you know, the things you enjoy doing for fun. I know you have four incredible children. Yeah. I have four kids. So I'm like trying to make sure both nannies aren't fighting, like fighting. Just kidding. I, <laughs> I love you both. Yeah. It's crazy. I've got, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of um, construction projects going on. And this is what I say, surrender to certainty. I've been trying to build a pool at my house and finish like, I mean, finish all these projects for like literally five years. Right. <laughs> so we're getting to the end. I, I'm built, working on a building for our office. Um, that's, you know, getting up there. So those are a lot of big projects. Um, I want to create an amazing space for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're in that place of, you know, that bump in the road right now. And, you know, I'm like, team, it's just temporary. And we're, yeah. you know, um, we're yeah. going to make it over this. Like, we're, we'll get through it. Um, mm -hmm. I love hot yoga. I love meditation. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. um, I love EO. Yeah. Didn't we have a good trip to Puerto Rico this earlier this yeah. year? It was so good. I adore everyone in EO. I just, yeah. I just can't imagine a better organization and mm -hmm. the, the learning that I've had, the transformation I've had in my life. Yeah. Where am I going to meet people like this? Where am I, I inspired like this? And it's just been, it's been overwhelming, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same. It's an incredible organization. And it just, yeah, you find your home. You literally, your heart finds your home of the people you want to be around. So, well, how can people um, connect with you, Elizabeth? What's the best way for them to reach you? So we're, our website's goimmigrationlaw.com, geoimmigrationlaw.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Garbish or Garbish Immigration Law on Instagram. Um, I try to share some thoughtful blogs, you know, um, about my happiest law firm on my le personal LinkedIn and we do a newsletter. You can sign up and okay. um, yeah, and hear more about us. Um, yeah. But there's more to come there. I mean, mm -hmm. I have three month old twin girls, so yeah, you're busy. I know you're busy. You're busy, but, but you're, making, you're making it happen. Yeah, yeah, you're making it happen. So, um, well, um, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. It's fun. Thank you to our audience. If you learned something today. Hopefully you felt inspired. Maybe we made you feel like um, this was the happiest place to be today. I hope so. Um, but um, please do tell other people about the EO Atlanta Taking Flight podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your colleagues because this podcast is going places. So again, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. This has been another exciting episode of EO Atlanta's Taking Flight. And I look forward to seeing everybody next time. And so that wraps up another episode. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at takingflight.live. For more information about EO Atlanta, visit eoatlanta.org. Special thanks to the following sponsors.